we've traveled quite a lot before but it's always been short-term holidays like five days or a week so this is our first extended travel on our own I suppose and I had my daughter with me who's 18 so normally she's quite handy to have around and she will help with Alex so yeah it was the three of us we've never been before so getting to Egypt was quite exciting but quite a daunting thought because it's very different to traveling to western places like Europe been like places like Spain, Italy, Croatia I speak a little bit of Spanish and my daughter speaks a little bit of French so enough to kind of get past just arriving in Egypt felt very different they will mainly use Arabic so I think trying to explain yourself to someone who says they speak English but still doesn't really understand what you're saying. I chose to travel without a PCR test. My daughter had hers, so she had her results. Um, but for myself, I actually have immunity. But they are not aware of that card and they've never seen it before. So I think it's the first time they've ever seen something like that and they didn't know what it was try to explain to them that it gives me an exemption from having to take tests and from having to wear a mask but they didn't quite understand so it held us up in the airport for two hours there was a back and forth of them trying to understand what it was trying to research what the immunity meant trying to ask me for a diplomatic passport which obviously I don't need one but to them they were like if you don't have it you can't come in the country so it was first experience was quite um, tense they made me do a PCR test, but what I actually can do is to report that experience, what's happened, email their Egyptian embassy here in the UK and speak to the UK consulate as well. There are kind of steps that they have in place if it's not accepted to report that. So I'm going to go along those lines so that other people who might use the card behind me without that hassle. So yesterday leaving Egypt, it was actually accepted. It's for anyone who wants to be a peacekeeper, who doesn't quite agree with having to take tests and things like that. So it's more along the lines of our human rights and standing up for that. It's quite new. Not every country would have heard of it or have seen it. So I made a conscious choice to travel without the tests. It was a big mindset shift for me to have long-term travel with my children. It's something I've always wanted to do, but I've always seen other people doing it and like, oh, that's great for them, but I could never do that. I can't leave my house for more than a week. So having to get over that shift was massive, but then also to travel at a time that's very up and down for everybody was a, another thing to think, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to let that hold me back from a dream that I really want to have with my children and to extend our usual travel itineraries to something that we can go and learn from and have a really good experience from. After that, I got to our hotel, jumped in an Uber. <laughs> we stayed in an all-inclusive hotel. I didn't really want to be looking around for food or not knowing where supermarkets were. And then we got the bus in the afternoon to Luxor. So it's a four and a half hour journey. It's quite comfortable. The bus is, you know, kind of clean. There's like a toilet on board. Not the best, but comfortable enough to get us to where we were going. The journey was quite okay. Obviously, I had the kids, we had their devices, so they were occupied and we had snacks and stuff. I think that was the easiest bit. <laughs> Once we got to Luxor, it was, it was probably about half eight in the evening and it was very fast paced. 
buses flying at you, horses, people on motorbikes. The thing we saw was a whole family on one motorbike. So it was like the mum, a child and a newborn baby, like that on the end. And it was just kind of like, that loud? <laughs> so it was very fast paced. And the person that picked us up just kind of took our bags and just walked off into the road with, you know, things flying at him and he's obviously used to it. So that was quite scary to have to just walk with your six year old in the middle of the road. But it was very beautiful. There was like shots and the lights and like the horse and carts. It was it was beautiful to see. And then we crossed on a motorboat over to the West Bank. And the Nile at night is just the prettiest sight. It's just, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. It was a lot to take in. It was like very overwhelming. It was like, we're here. We made it. The accommodation, it was lovely. It was freshly just been done. So the rooms were very comfortable. I had two large rooms in an apartment. We had washing machine and a bathroom with a bath. And I was like, yes, I can relax if I need to. The only thing that I could say was wrong was that we didn't have a cooker. Apparently they hadn't realised when they looked at that apartment. And I think they redone it and took the cooker out. Yeah, so we kind of had to wait like a day until um, we could be provided with one hob burner and then like a little mini oven that could fit probably like two chicken fingers on there. But we made it work, we made it work. So then that was Sunday evening. So we kind of just spent the night just relaxing, getting ready like for the hub the next day. And I was actually ill on Monday, so I couldn't take Alex for his first day. I missed out. But he went off, he got picked up at half past nine, got on his little school bus, which is a bit like a little minivan. And then they pick all the kids up from all the different apartments along the way. When he came home, he seemed to have really enjoyed it. He met children. He actually had a friend there that he knows from the UK, whose mum was kind of helping out. They said he had a good day and that he was asking lots of questions and was really inquisitive. I suppose for me, it felt a little disconnected because all the other parents had kind of had orientation day, which happened before we arrived in Egypt. And then I also missed the first day from being quite ill. So it did feel a little disconnected from the actual community, which I will say didn't change throughout the six weeks there. There seemed to be an undertone of lack of community the idea was to get lots of different families that are all world schooled or want to travel and parents that work online together. Like for me, that's quite exciting because working online can become quite lonely. So being able to have a space where my child would be going three days a week, hoping to have a space that would be mine where I could concentrate on work was, well, something to look forward to. It meant that I could be around other people and focus, knowing that my child is occupied and not just kind of sat with the telly or actually being bored. It didn't seem to be that way inclined. So throughout the week, the three days when the children were there, that was focused on the kids. But in terms of the families coming together outside of that didn't really happen. I've done it on my own with my children as a single mum for like probably 15 years now since my eldest was three. That's always been a part of what we do. At least once or twice a year, we try to have a trip, see different places. But having other families or other children to connect with, I think is something really important and part of why our home ed 
anyway to give my little one the freedom to learn about his emotions to build strong friendships with others so all of those skills this would have been a, an amazing space for him to be able to put that into you it felt like we were putting in a lot of effort to get together because we were very spread out across the village so there wasn't like a space where all the parents had their accommodation one was one end of the village two families were in the same building I was by myself the mum that I know from the UK was like two blocks away we could connect but I think I really for myself to stretch myself and to stretch Alex was looking forward to meeting other people there's like American families I think there was a family from Bulgaria so having time to connect with the different cultures and us being in one space was what I was looking forward to. In the first two weeks, because my daughter had to come back to the UK for work, we spent those first two weeks doing stuff. It was very busy, busy. So we saw the Valley of the Kings, where we got to go into the tombs, and you pick the three that you want to go and see. My children asked me, which Ramesses is the one from Prince of Egypt? We were trying to figure out which Ramesses it was and things like that. So it brought up loads of questions, which was really good. And then we saw Harbu Temple. And then we also went and saw these statues that are like really big monuments. And we did that all in one day. That was quite a lot. We had a driver that took us and then stayed with us for each bit. I just went with me and the children. It would have been nice to go with others, but I think that first two weeks was kind of like, I want to make the most so that my daughter gets to at least see something. We had Christmas Eve meal, which was arranged for all the families together to go. We had like a buffet meal, entertainment. We actually spent Christmas just us. I took our Christmas presents with us. So I've had Alex's big Christmas sack. We had like little marshmallows on hot chocolate. And then I managed to cook a nice little, a bit of lamb on my little hob with like roast potatoes and veg. It was quite nice actually. We made, made a day out of it. Boxing Day is when we did the hot air balloon with some of the other families. An amazing experience, like, I'm glad I went, but I'm terrified of heights. This has just been, a like, six weeks of stretching myself, pushing past my comfort zones. The size of these balloons, they are massive. It was, like, really scary seeing them kind of just blow up and then float off the floor, and I'm like, I have to go in one of these. <laughs> really beautiful seeing the sunset come up and being able to capture that on the video and pictures with me and my kids I think that bonding moment was was there the second week kind of settled down a bit Alex obviously Monday to Wednesday went back to the hub and on the Wednesday they do a field trip and we managed to go on one we went to pottery and I actually got to see a little bit of the kids and how they interact with each other and to see Alex as well mix it with the other kids so that was nice he's quite sociable anyway so and he's like that at home so when we go to home ed groups he'll be the one kind of trying to talk to everyone and join in with games so for him it was I think quite easy for him to fit in and he'd made a couple of friends that I spotted but I think within the parents it was I don't know, it was hard to see like who had connected with who. And I'm quiet anyway. So I think kind of pushing myself to just like go and say hello and to talk to the parents and, and I think to start building those connections for myself. So I just had to build on that and just talk to them one by one and see which child belongs to which parent and uh, feel the different personalities. 
it was nice to be able to go and to include my oldest child as well because most of the children were between the age of five up to 12 and then my daughter she got herself involved and she got stuck in with the pottery and she like helped Alex as well and so that was nice that she was able to share that before coming back home but I found the, the four weeks after that I think is where everything kind of went upside down so I actually met somebody which was not my intentions you know my intentions were to go there to do the hub focus on that and you know be headstrong and you know kick the year off really strong with my business what actually happened I found someone who obviously took a shine to me I think it happened very naturally the men in Egypt can be very forward I think it's a very male dominated culture there they are mostly Muslim and there are other religions as well, but it's like the men take the forefront and the women are kind of, you don't see them very often or when they are out, they're kind of together. And as a single mother as well, it felt very overwhelming to have everybody talking to you and come and, come and get on my boat, do you need a taxi? Everyone's asking, where are you from? And they assume you're American. <laughs> like, uh, USA, USA, American? You're like, no, England. So I found myself saying, no, thank you, no, thank you. My daughter, she's 18, she's got like curly hair, fair skin, was getting a lot of attention. Everyone kept asking, are the kids Egyptian? Like, your children look Egyptian? I'm like, no, they're not. And I think on this particular day, it was just before Christmas, you know, I had someone else asking, you know, do you want to go for a boat ride? And I was like, no, thank you. And it was dark. I was on my way back from paying for the Christmas meal. And I wasn't really paying attention. I just said no. And he was like, well, you can take my WhatsApp. And I was like, mm, no, thank you. And he was like, just if you change your mind, then um, you can come and talk to me. If not, that's fine. So he wasn't very pushy. I took his number and just carried on walking. And then Christmas Eve, he said hello. So I walked past him with the children and the other families. And he called my name. He doesn't call me Leah, he called me Lena. I was just like, I don't know who that is. And he was like, it's me from yesterday. He was wearing different clothes. He wasn't in his traditional clothes. He was just in jeans and a jumper. Because I wasn't paying attention, I didn't know who it was. <laughs> and he was like, it's me, Mohammed, from yesterday. And I was just like, oh, hi. He's like, it's a party. Come join. I was like, no, thank you. Children are tired. I'm tired. And then I walked past him again the following day. And he just said hello. He was very polite, smiled. And then I was like, oh, he's actually quite cute. <laughs> After about four days, I just went for a cup of tea. Everyone drinks Egyptian tea there. Went for a walk by the Nile and then I went home. It was a very nice evening. There was nothing involved. There was no forwardness. He was he didn't try anything. It was just a nice evening. And then we were glued to each other ever since. That was it. That kind of caused a bit of tension between myself and the person running the World School in Hub. I think then the focus left that we're here for that and my child's in your company three days a week. And it became very much about what I was doing in my personal time and trying to tell me what I should and shouldn't be doing. So, yeah, and I think where that connection wasn't there, there was no itinerary. So for the other four days, we were very free, which, I mean, I did expect that families would do their own thing, but I thought there'd be maybe one or two trips where the parents would come together and we'd go and do stuff and kind of bond in that way outside of the children having their own space. 
So families that were there together with both partners were able to kind of go off and be a family unit. I think there was maybe two two single mums. It was kind of, well, who do I talk to on these other days? It's just me and my kids and we have that every day at home. So to have someone who was willing to show me around and to take me to, you know, anywhere that I needed to go, like I went over to the East Bank, which was very busy, and everyone gives you the higher prices because they see you're a tourist and they know that the English pounds goes very far. So they will give you a higher price. Whereas if you're local, they will give you the Egyptian price. Obviously, I had that connection with the person that I'd connected with. And I didn't expect that, you know, I didn't ask him to take me anywhere. But if I just said, oh, I'm going to the East Bank today, he was like, well, I'll come with you. The main mode of transport out there is either a car, motorbike or the boat to cross the river. So he would tend to take me on the bike if I had anywhere to go. Yeah, and I just found that obviously we spent a lot of time together and it wasn't taken, yeah, it wasn't taken in the best way. Her partner is Egyptian, or they're married. They've asked us to kind of come and to explore Luxor and, you know, to see what's there. My intentions was not to meet a partner. I mean, I do want a life partner. That is part of something that I want, but I didn't go there looking for someone. And I don't know what will happen with this or how far it will go, but for myself, that was my personal time and my personal relationship. So I wasn't expecting to be told what to do with my time. It just started off with kind of like questions. We see that you've been spending a lot of time with this someone. And I asked her partner about the culture there in Egypt and about how the men can form relationships because I wanted to have a little bit more information about the person that I was seeing to respect the culture there. Like I didn't want to do anything that would be disrespectful to either Egypt or to Islam. It came to light that on New Year's Eve, I went for dinner with myself and Alex and another mum who is in Egypt but isn't attending the hub. But I know her from the UK, so our children had a bond and obviously we're friends. The gentleman came with me and she also had someone who took her and the picture I'd put on my WhatsApp status. And I also put it on Facebook. And then I got told afterwards that, well, we know who he is and we don't like him. And I was like, okay, I, you know, I understand, but what I'm getting from him is not that he seems to be a horrible person. He's actually shown me quite a lot of respect, more than what I've got from, you know, the other men in Egypt in general. He's very good with my son. He will have conversations with him. If we've needed anything, he will help us out. So I took on board what she was saying because her partner's from the village. I thought it would kind of end there as a, well, you know, we don't really like him. He's, he's not a good person. You should just be careful. But it kind of went that one step further. She turned up at my apartment to kind of warn me and to tell me a lot of negative stuff about this man and to tell me that I'm being stupid by forming a relationship with him and that I'm just going to be used by him because that's what the men in Egypt are like. So yeah, it turned really sour. My response was that, you know, I have to follow what's important to me. I can take on board what people are saying. Before I've done kind of a lot of inner work, would just do stuff to people, please. I suppose if this had been me maybe three or four years ago, I would have felt really uncomfortable because it's like, I'm here, I'm here on her experience, I can't upset this. Let me just back away just so that there's no tension. But actually, this was more about me and I felt very good around this person. He was kind of enhancing, I suppose, our experience there. I thought if he's going to 
have that negative side it will come out eventually anyway so even if it's not now I will see that in my own time and that will be for me to deal with I mean I, I, I tried to be understanding and to, and to understand where it was coming from but then I also wanted to do what was right for myself and also for my for my son so I kind of explained that to her and I said you know I'll take this all on board but it did feel very like like an intervention <laughs> I think I, I doubted it a little bit but I think I was very aware of the culture of how the men see a lot of foreign women and I made it very clear that if he's after you know someone who's going to give him money or live at home and then fund you there that is not my intentions I said I'm not looking to live in Egypt. It's a small village. A lot of people don't leave because they they don't either have the funds to leave Egypt or it's not shown to them that there's possibilities to kind of travel the world and it's not as easy as it is for us. In the UK, we have quite a lot of freedom with where we can go and how often we can do it, you know, with visas. Whereas I would say for some other countries, they have so much paperwork to do that the thought of having to get a passport get a visa, get permission to leave your own country, it's just not worth it. They don't see it as an option. I said to him, like, I will be traveling. This is my intentions is not to come here and stop here. This was the first step of whatever comes next to me. And I said, I'm off to Mexico after here, and then I'm going home to the UK. Hopefully June, I've been invited to Kenya. For me, there's like so much things that I want to do and places that I want to see, but staying there was not what I wanted. But I actually had communications with two other parents. So one did reach out to me and was like, would you like to do something? We'd like to have Alex for a play date. We, on that day, had agreed that Alex would come home from the hub and then we would meet up later. But what actually happened was Alex was like, no, I've got a play date, so I'm going to, you know, so-and-so's house. And he actually got off the school bus. So I was sat at home, I actually had a counselling session, that finished, and then I was waiting for the bus to drop Alex off, and I was like, oh, they're running late. Then I saw on WhatsApp, the parent had put a message to say that Alex has got off the bus at her stop, and I was like, that wasn't the plan. And he'd actually been allowed to do so by the people who were in charge. We're not at home, you don't really know anybody here apart from these families. And also it's different, like the roads are busy, there's cars, they drive very fast, they don't have rules like here in the UK, it's very free. So the thought of my child getting off a school bus in a big busy road, going with a family that I've only known for like three weeks, and that being allowed. Nobody called me to say that he was refusing to get back on the bus because he was adamant he had a play date. And then the organiser of the hub was like, oh, is Alex okay? Do you need me to go and get him now? Do you know where he is? Why don't you know where he is? <laughs> I was, I was like angry, but like, how do I react to this? You know, I, I tried to explain to her that, that it had really upset me. And it just made me feel like, is my child safe? Do I send him back again? I didn't want him to miss out because of that, but I also didn't want another parent to have to go through that. And what had happened was kind of dismissed. It was just like, we've never had a problem with children on the bus before. So we're now making a rule that if any child doesn't listen to the, the person in authority, then you're going to have to make your own transport arrangements to come to the hub and to go home. But I tried not to let that damage our experience there. We 
we'd spent a really good time seeing the sights there and there was more that I really wanted to do so I wanted to go down to Aswan and spend a few days there. We wanted to see a few more of the temples that were a bit further out. But what I actually decided is was that because I am going back because of this person that I've met to go and spend more time with him and to see whether that goes anywhere that we'll take that time to do those things together and that there will be no restrictions on my time with Alex to go and see these things. The plan is to go back at the end of March. I think I'll enjoy it more rather than trying to squash these experiences into like, you know, a couple of weeks because we were leaving. He treats me well, I'm not gonna lie. Work prospects out there are not the greatest. You know, he has said that he wants to look after me. He wants to try and get the money to get a passport because if, if I'm not there and I travel, then he wants to be wherever I am. Very big declaration. <laughs> if he means that and he, he makes that happen, then well, well, I'll be very happy. But I think what I'm trying to focus on is myself within that. So I want someone who can add to my family unit and to the relationship that I have with my children. We're quite close and we have open relationships. We talk about things. My eldest was, was quite happy. She was like, he seems very nice. So she said, as long as you're happy, that's what matters to me. I think it's been really transformative, I'd say. Looking at myself, following my own intuition with things being able to stand up for myself when I don't agree with what someone is saying, making sure that you know my son isn't affected by someone else's thoughts and feelings and it's not being projected onto him. And I think I did that. I think I was able to protect him from that. I actually made the choice to leave a week early because I didn't want it to damage the last couple of weeks. I also didn't want to be in an atmosphere that I didn't think was, was serving me very well. So my plan was to actually go from Luxor to Hagada. I wanted to kind of see what it was like. It's a bit more touristy and you've got the hotels and the beach. I was going to go and stay with my cousin, spend the last five days in Hagada, be with my cousin and let Alex see his cousins and then just get our flight home. So that, that's what I did. And I gave Alex time to say goodbye to everyone. This is kind of like your last day here. We will be coming back, so don't worry. Some of the other families were also going. So we went to the meal to say goodbye. And I believe that was the only time that every family was together in one space. So we got a group photo and I, I don't know, it kind of hit home just how disjointed it had been for the last few weeks. And it also gave Alex, I think, a chance to be able to, to say goodbye, but in a good way. And for myself as well. I didn't want to leave on a bad note or without being able to talk to the parents that I had gotten with. And I think it just, it ended it really nicely. It's like we kind of had, you know, ups and downs. I'd learned a lot about myself and also had my counselling sessions for me, was there for me to kind of release that. Having that consistently each week was actually a really good thing. And it meant that I was able to talk about what was happening in a non-biased way and then not let it affect Alexander's experience so he's come away with just like memories obviously like being excited of all the things that he's learned picking up a few Arabic words <laughs> I think his favourite is la shukran which means no thank you <laughs> I'm looking to take everything I think that we've learnt from this and put it into where we go next so next is Mexico 
that is just an open experience. We've kind of got our time to ourselves to explore, but we also have people that we know from the UK there. So I've connected with some of the parents who are going to a mini pop-up hub, and this is just a week. So we'll spend a week that's organised to like different trips and there's like an archaeological dig. There'll be like cenotes and Alex can go swimming in natural water and stuff. And it's just one week of our time and I feel a lot more excited for that. It's not the main focus of why we're there. And that some of those parents want to connect before the hub. So I'm actually now a part of a group who want to do like a joint play date with a few other six-year-olds. I've got a mum from the UK who's like, we're doing lots of trips. And I've got a friend here and she's got kids. She's organised Spanish lessons for the kids once or twice a week. And then I've also got the people that I'm actually going to meet in the first place. And to see if it's somewhere that we could possibly live. I'm looking for our home, our future home. Don't believe it's here in the UK. I think this is exploring and seeing where it calls out to me, or even if it's to have like a home base, and then we will travel around from there. But Mexico has called to me for about a year now. It feels very different. The energy for this feels different. It's something that I've organised myself. You know, I'm not bound by anyone else's itinerary. So I'm excited to go and yeah, I think it will be, I think it will be good.